Hi, my name is Rachel. Welcome to this Freedom Church podcast. Our heart is that this message will equip and empower you to live a life fully devoted to Jesus. Good morning, Freedom. Great to see you all this morning. Um, <clears throat> Rob did ask if uh, Pastor Darren and I were in a uniform today, but he's let us down because he's not worn any white shoes. So, disappointed. I'll <laughs> get you back in a minute. Um, it is great to be up here um, as part of uh, this series of more, and we have had some amazing, amazing um, messages over these past few weeks. Uh, who is seeing more of God in their lives? Who's stepping into the more already? That's good, that's good. Who wants to see even more of God in their lives? Excellent, excellent, because we're believing for that, and this is part of... Um, us as a church just really tooling people up to do life well and to see God just add more and more and more in every area of your lives. What I don't want to see more of, though, is, um, is this. As Claire has already said, there was a few of us went out on Friday for Rob's birthday. Darren, Pastor Darren got hold of my phone and I had 120 photos of that on. <sighs> Don't want to see that on my phone. <laughs> but um, we'll get it back to Jesus. Um, three, the, the verse that we've been focused on during this series is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us immeasurably more something that we as humans and our human brain can't even comprehend that he's got so 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 much more for us and um, I just wanted to share a little bit I have got a panel today I've got three amazing people that are going to be coming up and sharing a little bit of their journey uh, in a few minutes because um, I have the great privilege of um, being a part here of the leadership team at, at Freedom of Meeting with lots of people and hearing their stories I go out for coffee quite a bit and uh, it's great just to meet with people and to really hear what God is doing in their lives to encourage them and to be encouraged because you know when I'm hearing about what God's doing and what God's taking people into it really really encourages me as well and really builds me up so I wanted to be able to encourage you know some of you guys here today by by uh, some people in our church being able to share their stories but I just wanted to share a little bit about myself uh, and about the more that, that God's taken me on in the past few years um, <clears throat> Because it has been quite a scary journey and it has been, you know, something that is immeasurably more than I could ever have imagined uh, when I, when I um, got my relationship back with God. And I can really resonate. I mean, over the past few weeks, we've, we've talked about uh, feeling unqualified, feeling disqualified, feeling unavailable, and just too small for, for what God might have for us. And obviously, pastors Darren, Catherine, and Claire uh, have, have given the amazing messages. If you've missed any available on podcast, get listening to them to, to show us that, no, that's not the case does not matter where we've, where we've come from, what's happened, um, or, or how people have made us maybe feel in the past, that um, God has got so much for us to step into if we just trust in him. 
And so, yeah, I can resonate with some of these feelings uh, that I couldn't access more of God. And back in 2001... Um, I got my relationship back with God. I'd grown up in church, but I'd gone away for for a number of years. And um, I knew instantly, because of my background and what my parents spoke over to me from a very young age and being brought up in church, I knew instantly that God loved me. He loved me even, he loved me when the time I was away, and I kind of knew that. I was just running away from him. But I knew instantly that he loved me and that he was going to take care of me and he was going to look after me. Um, but what I did think was that, do you know what, I've, I've walked away from God, so I've disqualified myself now from what he's got for me. Um, I thought, he's not going to be able to take me now on a journey where I'm stretched, where I'm challenged, and where I'm just going to continue to grow, because I kind of just went away and, and, and forgot about those things. I saw other people in their 20s that were just really running the race for Jesus, that they were doing all these amazing things, and a part of all this stuff, and I was just like... It's too late now. There's there's no way that God can use me. Um, However, thankfully, and this is something we've been talking about all year, I placed myself in a thriving church, one in Bolton at a time where a few people here, including Pastors Darren and Catherine, were placed. And um, I just, you know, put myself in that church. And I really started to develop relationships and friendships, including with Darren and Catherine, that um, started to encourage me to think bigger. It started to to really help me understand that that guilt that I was carrying, that's not of God. He doesn't want that. He doesn't carry that. He's just like, Sarah, you've been where you've been. That's okay. You're back with me now. And I've got so much more for you. And as I pursued God, as I made myself more available to him, as I put roots down in church and allowed those relationships to really encourage me, um, God did begin to use me. He started doing something in me and orchestrating relationships around me that were going to get me ready for a huge adventure, a huge adventure. And that was part of establishing Freedom Church in Bury, a massive, massive adventure. Now, I could see that there's more on the horizon here. I didn't quite know what it was at the time, but I could think, God's doing something. There's more. I know there's more. But um, what to be honest, if God had then shown me what he had in store for me over the next 15 years, I would have probably totally freaked out and ran in the opposite direction. Said, no way, God, I can't do this for you. There's an, I just can't. And as Rob and I started to become involved in Darren and Catherine's vision for, for establishing this church in Bury, we were excited and God kept revealing stuff to us that, you know, you're going to be a part of this. This is something that, this is part of your more. This is what I've got for you next. But we both felt completely unqualified. We were like, how, how can we do this? We've never been involved in church leadership before. Rob had only been a Christian for about four years at that point. And, you know, again, I was like, and I spent years away from God. Um, and although I'd got over feeling disqualified, I then really, really felt unqualified. Um, and it was a huge, huge, huge part of something, you know, we were being involved in this massive, massive thing going on by establishing this church. And, uh, and in the early days, that fear of not feeling big enough to handle it, of not feeling qualified enough to help lead others, um, it actually led me to pull back. It led me to pull back. And I then, I then made myself unavailable. I, I started to kind of be quite possessive over my time and, and, and over what 
um, maybe was expected of me because of building this church, of being able to reach people in this town. And I, it was a horrible, I hated it. I didn't like it. It was quite an ugly part of me. And I knew I was holding back stuff. I wasn't making all that I was available for God to use. Um, but again, again, I placed myself amongst people that were encouraging me, that, that loved me and led me through it, that I know that God had put in my life to challenge me because they could see, they could see the more that God had for me, the more that God had for Rob and I, for our family. And they gently and lovingly helped me to be able to see that for myself and to make myself more available to what um, God had for me. And I can't tell you the release, the powerful release of that change in mindset and that decision to wholeheartedly, not to keep anything back, not half-heartedly, it needed to be wholeheartedly to follow what God had for me and to um, allow myself to be led by the people that he'd put in my life to lead me. And then I was able to see, wow, this is what I'm capable of. I had no idea I had this within me. I had no idea I had the capacity to do this. I had no idea that, that, that you wanted me to speak that into that person's life and that into that person's life and to see this change and this move and to be a part of something that was really making a difference in people's lives and in this town. I just, you know, it just it opened my eyes. And not to anything kind of specific, like God was necessarily saying, oh, this is where I'm taking you right now, Sarah. But just that passion to build his church in whatever way God wanted to use me just to build his church and that passion just grew and grew and grew and my confidence you know at the beginning when we started doing freedom church I used to stand on the stage I might only be talking for like a minute but I was like this I, could, I was like trying to hold the microphone still because I was so nervous but God has just grown me in confidence and um, and I'm just so, so thankful for that. And that he's given me um, the authority to speak into the lives of other people as well. And that is such a privilege. It is such a privilege to be able to do that and to see others um, step up into that more. So it's a pleasure today to welcome my panel because I stepped into the more. I have had the pleasure of seeing these guys just really step into more of these last few months and to thrive. And, you know, they know that God's got so, so, so much more for them. So um, I want to welcome up. We've got Hazel, Sephora and Paul. So let's give it up for these guys as they come onto stage and join me. Yes, keep going, keep going, keep going. Let me just, just, yeah, sit there, I'll sit on that one. There you go, Paul, you can be the, uh, the rose between two thorns. <laughs> I, I called you the rose, I was being kind. <laughs> right, it is great to see these guys up today and... Um, I feel a little bit bad because actually they are all part of my life group. That wasn't done on purpose. Um, but it is amazing to um, know these three and to be continuing to get to know them and uh, just to have them as a part of, um, of my life. 
So, first of all, um, Sephora, I thought we'd start with you. So, uh, Sephora, we've already seen quite a lot of Sephora today. This is amazing. It was her first time up uh, on stage singing this morning, and then we've got her up again. Um, you've been coming to church for a few months now, along with your children. And, um, oh yeah, that'd be good, another microphone. So as we're getting a little bit Christmassy, uh, you know, it's November now, we, Rob and I were looking, having a mooch around the shops yesterday and there's just Christmas everywhere, brass bands playing Christmas music. So I thought to help us get into the Christmas spirit, can you let us know your favourite Christmas film and why? Yeah, um, my favourite Christmas film from being a really small child and it's really nice that it's shown on TV so my kids... You know, you, yeah. you get that and yeah. you think, oh gosh, I remember that. And it was The Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. It's an absolute classic. The original, there's two, isn't there? Oh, the original. The original. The original. The original. Um, She's going old school. <laughs> as a child, I was about eight, seven, eight, and you think, wow, that's magic. And that's yeah. um, a proper miracle. And it's all that. And then as a grown-up, it's that belief as you were as a child yeah when I've got that now yeah. with God yeah. it's, it, yeah. it, it is yeah. that's what I kind of link oh, it you to. resonate with excellent yeah. fantastic so can you just um briefly tell us about your faith journey up to this year and being a part of freedom yeah um I've always grown up um well both parents always have gone to church we've always been um like part of the church um my mum always used to do the like the the children's um like in youth and my yeah. dad um always used to help out with the welcoming um and then as I grew older I ended up being dragged to church <laughs> as, as you do when you when you're a teenager um and then I kind of God really spoke to me I think about 10 or 11 um and I was like right this is you know this is what I'm gonna do mm. um I got married uh, the for the first time when I was 19 um and my husband then was um we're, we're both Christian um and you know I thought right this is you know th this is where kind of God's leading me yeah um I kind of things um there was a couple of things in my life that really tested my faith and at the time I just thought well where is God in all of this yeah. if God really existed then this wouldn't be happening mm. Um, so basically, when I was 21, I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, I had a really, really bad uh, labour, um, and I nearly died myself. Right. Um, and then six weeks after that, my mum suddenly passed away. Um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine, really as a first-time yeah. mum yourself, yeah. and you're thinking, gosh, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, at the time, my mum and my dad, um, they were together for 23 years, um, so they had a really close connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he he literally the story behind that close connection was he'd gone to France on business and come back with a wife. Oh, right. For the first for when he went there he wasn't saved. Right. And he'd gone with a friend yeah. to a Christian cafe and my <laughs> mum was working there. Right. So that's that's wow. kind of like the connect. So she so met Jesus and his wife. Yes. Right, so she didn't speak English and he didn't speak French. Oh, right. So that was how it was. So wow. yeah, for so, so for twenty three years, they you know they were together and they were very much in love. So obviously that affected my dad yeah. really really badly. Yeah. Um, so three months after she passed, um, I'd gone to 
to, to the house to, to see if everything was okay. Um, and then he tried to take his own life because um, oh. he just literally yeah. couldn't live without her. Um, yeah. So that was it, a real kind of like, gosh, I've nearly lost mm. two parents in mm. the space of like three months. Yeah. Um, so all that going on, uh, my marriage at the time was, was not going well. Um, so we decided after six years to part ways. Um, so I just thought, look, God, what what is happening in my life? Like, where are you? Yeah. So from that time, I kind of felt like I don't know what I'm doing. So mm. I kind of thought, well, God's not been there for me. So why, you know, why why should I? Mm. I didn't feel like I had the support network. Yeah. So that's when I kind of when I was about 25, I kind of like went away from God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was a you there was a lot going on there yeah. for you wasn't there yeah and um yeah. and you just struggled to see god in it all yeah definitely so um what what was a turning point then for you because there must have been a, was there a few years where you you kind of just stayed away from god and you, yeah. you didn't you weren't in relationship with him yeah yeah there was there was a couple of years where don't get me wrong if it was the christmas day service and mm. drag the kids to like the local church, mm. um, where our local church, um, but I never kind of felt that like moment. You know, as everybody yeah. sometimes people say, I just had that moment and I knew. Yeah. Um, and um, my husband now, I got remarried um, in February, um, and before before then, I was still exactly the same. Like I'm fine without God, and you know, I'm mm. doing my, I'm doing it my way. Mm. Um, and so basically, I was all kind of set ready to get married or like really excited and then because we decided because my husband was like if you want to get married in a church we'll get married in a church and I was like no I says I don't we don't believe anything so that would just be really hypocritical as our, our yeah. opinion yeah, of course, yeah. so I was like I want a civil ceremony and everything's going to be fine um, so we got married at the Red Hall at the at the top of um of Wormsley and I'd, we're getting ready we're dead excited and I literally walked in and there's like this light and it just literally lit up and I just started bawling and like my husband's there going oh my gosh what's happened you know are you all right and I just couldn't I couldn't talk for wow. about five minutes wow. because there's like this huge light as if to say I'm here wow. even if you've decided oh, not to yeah. have a church ceremony I am oh, here that is so good and from that That's minute so from that minute when I got back I was like that is it I am yeah. finding a church I am yeah. finding the right church for me yeah. and that's when I started to kind of was like yeah you are here yeah. even Establish though yourself. I've been yeah. away yeah. and I've been selfish and I've not let you in yeah that yeah you I, I'm here in. yeah <laughs> that is so good wow it's, <clears throat> it's so funny is it like Sephora made the decision I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have a civil ceremony because I don't want God to be a part of it. Yet yeah, He's there. Ha ha! You can't get yeah. away from me. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing to hear. Um, so, so that was only earlier this year, wasn't it? Which yeah. is hard. I think. Oh, I'm sure, Sephora has been a, a part of this church for longer than that. Uh, so that happened earlier this year, and yeah. so from that moment on, you were like, right. God, um, I'm back in relationship with you, and um, you wanted to get your, uh, you got yourself in a church, which was here, which was great. So how has allowing God back into your life changed your thinking and kind of allowed you to make yourself more available 
for the more he has for you? Well, at the start of the year, I was just kind of like plodding on and, you know, um, I'd been with my work, I'd been qualified about a year and I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm happy, I'm doing my mm. job, this is what I've studied for like four years to do um, and, you know, I, I don't... I, you know when you're just kind of content I think yeah. is the word um, and then when I started coming back to church re-giving my life and I thought there's something more like, mm. like I say the, the, yeah. this, I've got so much more to yes. give yeah. and in my current role I don't feel like I am giving that more yeah. and um, so I was praying about it and um, I was just like I've given I've opened up my heart mm. to give the more. Yeah. So I've been working on um, like some projects within my job. Yeah. And I've been ensuring that I've been working with more families. Yeah. Um, to ensure that. So basically, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a social worker. I'm a children's social worker. Um. So, but but primarily, I work with the children already in care. Yeah. So my passion is for the children on the edge of care to ensure that we get those uh, yeah. assessments done that we yeah. get that support yeah. in yeah. um so i've been really praying over that and over making sure that wherever my path leads that you know i'm opening up the doors mm. um to you know more families that can get that support yeah. um and i was thinking how am i going to do this and you know and this it's really really good as well that about five of us on our team are I christians know, yeah. so it's we amazing, were just like right yeah. let's let's yeah. pray over this yeah. let's do this and um it so so basically i was thinking right you know we're, we're going to get this done uh, so at the minute i work in uh, an office office based yeah. Um, so an email got sent out this week from my team manager. She actually emailed me and said, have a look at this. I think this is right up your street. And it's a social worker based at a school. Um, they've got the funding for three years and it's for the children who are at level two to level four, which is from the edge, like your early yeah, help yeah, up until yeah. children looked after. So I've got, I just thought, oh my goodness, wow, I need yeah, to get all yeah. of that and I need to apply for oh, that. So good. And I just thought it's, it, initially last year I would go, no, definitely not for me yeah, that. Yeah. But now I feel like even though it's not just my family, yeah. you know, it, it could be any, you know, yeah. I, that, that could have been me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know and yeah. it's just like if I didn't get that support yeah. when I really needed it with yeah. my two little ones when yeah. I was a single parent that yeah. th you know this family could could yeah. be me yeah. so you know I have that passion and I just feel like now God's kind of let me yeah bring that forward yeah that's so good yeah, yeah. so he's really started to show you a personal vision yeah. for your yes. life hasn't he yeah. so before I mean, you didn't even, I remember you saying to me, even the area you work in, you're like, I'm never working there. And yeah. then that's where you're placed. As soon as you've got your relationship about God, he certainly shows you that there's all these Christians around you, yeah. which, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was a social worker for 17 years. And, I, and it, it, you know, you believe me, you need people around you that are going to be praying for yeah. you, helping you, supporting you. And, um, and also giving you that that kind of um, that love for these families, <laughs> all you know, parents, children, everything, to try and like keep them together, and um, that is just amazing. That now he's showing that personal vision, and now he's just like, oh, got a door here, yeah, opportunity yeah. here, yeah. door here, and it's so good that you are stepping into um, all that he has for you. 
what are you expecting for your future and how have you kind of made space um, and things you've put in place to make space for more? I've kind of like been thinking about it, you know, like what we, what um, Claire was speaking about with all the clutter and mm. decluttering and getting rid of it. And it's not about, don't get me wrong, I have got a lot of actual clutter, <laughs> <laughs> but emotional clutter. Yeah. I've kind of thought, do you know what? Because I've, you know, I've had a lot going on yeah. and I had yeah. a lot of emotional clutter that yeah. I needed myself to kind of work through yeah. and then deal with it. Yeah. So then I've dealt with that now yeah. and I've put that to the side so I'm quite happy speaking about it now yeah. to people without thinking oh so now I feel that that's enabled oh, me yeah to have this more yeah that I can give so good yeah so good so good and you're really believing for your husband aren't you um yes <laughs> yeah yeah because he's currently not saved but um no. but I just and I just think that that was so the fact that it was on your wedding day that yeah. God was like I am here I'm in this marriage and you at that point obviously started to acknowledge him and even if your husband's not there yet God's God's in it yeah. and you carry God wherever you go mm-hmm. and um, and so you know he he's in that family home he's in your marriage and um, we we are, we know there's so much more there and for your husband in the future yeah. as well. Did you have a verse, Sephora, yes. that you found yeah. that you really stood on? Um, as a child, I used to love this song. And it, it was that, um, be bold, be strong for the Lord, your God is with that. you. Yeah. And, it's you know, and it's just like, and that is always kind of brought with me, even though I've gone away yeah. in situations. For some reason, that song kept coming up. So it is actually from Joshua 1.9. And it's, have I not condemned you? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's right. That's so good. So good. Let's give it up for Sephora. So this is, this is Paul. And um, Paul, you'll probably have seen Paul on the drums. Um, obviously, he's not been on today, but uh, yeah, he, he is uh, one of our drummers here at Freedom and does a, a great, great job. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Paul, how long have you been coming to Freedom? Uh, since the beginning of the year. So, so yeah, so yeah, yeah quite like Sephora. Fantastic. And uh, just again, to get us a little bit Christmassy, what's your favourite Christmas film and why? I think mine would definitely have to be the Santa Claus because <laughs> I like Tim Allen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a comedy one, isn't it? The yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, and are you feeling Christmassy yet? Get in there. Get in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Catherine, I think we'll it's only appreciate it for all. <laughs> She's well Christmassy. Um, now, you've only recently made a decision to kind of follow Jesus, haven't you? And um, prior to this, things were quite challenging for you. So can you just briefly tell us a little bit about how low things got for you um, a couple of years ago in 2016? Yeah, it was November 2016, and I was working as a, a trainer for an engineering company in Huddersfield. Life was good. I had a nice car, two holidays a year. Um, but the company took a downturn and I was basically given a choice of redundancy or moving back down to the shop floor. Mm. I'd been there 14 years, mm. so I chose a move down to the shop floor, but I didn't take well to it. Um, it was hard moving back down, 
onto three shifts, running machinery rather than you know yeah. training people yeah. on the machinery. Um, so I started to self-medicate right. with alcohol, mm -hmm. and it got so bad I actually lost my job over it. Right. And I went to the doctors. Um, I didn't know at the time, but once I'd been let go from work, I went to the doctors and I were actually diagnosed with severe depression right. and anxiety. Yeah. And I was put on medication for it. Right, right. So things spiralled downwards quite quickly for you, didn't they? Yeah, because then, um, obviously, no income. Um, I had a credit card and a bank loan. Mm. And it, it weren't a problem on my yeah. salary. Yeah. I were paying two or three times the amount off my credit card each yeah. month yeah. just to get it paid off. Yeah. Um, so I started getting phone calls off people. Um, I started getting you know threats of, uh, and at the lowest in Huddersfield, um, I could spend days in my bedroom right. with the curtains closed. Right. I used to physically jump if somebody knocked on right. the door or if the letters came through the post. Right. So you were really at rock bottom. Yes. Yeah. And you didn't feel, I mean, you were kind of like burying your head in the sand then as well, weren't you? You had all this like debt mounting up. Yes, and yeah, I and just, just ignored just unable it. To I stopped answering my phone. Yeah, yeah. I stopped opening, there were a, a stack of letters on my coffee table, you know. Right. I stopped opening couldn't. letters. Um, so then I moved back to Rosendale, which is my home right. village. Right, yeah, yeah. I were only in um, Huddersfield, because that's where my job, job were. Right. Um, so I think the absolute rock bottom were one night I'd been to a party mm -hmm. and I came home from the party and from this day, I still have no idea why. But as I pulled into my street, I got a notification on my phone. So I pulled over to answer it. I could see the house from where I were. Mm there were leftover vodka in the car from the party. Mm. And I sat there, drank it, fell asleep. Next thing, knock on the door off a off-duty policewoman. Although I weren't driving, I mm. had the keys. Yeah. So I ended up with 12 months at alcohol rehabilitation, 12 months at... Um, Uh, probation, right? Yeah, yeah, and a twenty-nine month ban. Right. So at that point you were low, but now I That's mean that would even maybe help. That wouldn't help you if you were suddenly wanting to get a job and you managed to change something. Mm. So then have a driving ban and a criminal record. And I, I just managed to find a job in the Rosendale area as um, home care. Right. So I used to go around, make right. get them out of breast. Right. Bed, mate, breakfast, right. round at lunchtime, mate, the dinner. Yeah. But of course... That's in your car. Yeah, yeah. so I had to so give the job up because <gasps> so I could no longer drive. So at that point, you probably, you weren't just, you know, obviously you were physically disqualified from driving and so that made you actually disqualified from certain, being able to do certain jobs and things. But probably emotionally, I mean, you know, you weren't in a relationship with God at the time, but you probably just thought, what's the point? I'm disqualified. I've disqualified myself from, from everything, really. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and that you know you would have really struggled to think 
I mean, I know at the time God wasn't even on your radar, but you must have thought, how am I going to get yeah, out of this? It, how is there going to be ever anything more for my life? Yeah, because it, of it, it, it did. It, it was, I couldn't see a way out. Yeah. I had, um, I mean, everything's turned out well, but um, I had a, a seven-year engagement right. that just walked away from me. Right. So... They couldn't... So every part of your life was kind of crumbling. Yeah, yeah. So what was that turning point then? Because I know it was something to do with the, the driving ban, really, wasn't it? That kind of yeah, gave you a, um, an option. Their probation put me in touch with Scope um, because they could help fund a deposit for a house. Right. Um, so they managed to fund the deposit for the house um, and we were filling out a letter one day, and be at this time, it, there were people knocking on my door. Right, bailiffs, yeah. They always find you, yeah, even yeah. when you move. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was filling uh, some letters out at the charity, and they were helping me, mm. and they said, right, there you go, Paul, post that. And I said, well, I've no money, so it'll have to wait for a week till mm. I get paid. Um, so I said, oh, I'll, I'll frank it. You know, the, 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 it'll oh, stamp frank it, it from yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was on my way home and he phoned me up and said, Paul, if you can't afford a stamp, how are you affording to eat? Yeah. I said, I'm not. Mm. So he arranged for a food parcel for me. Yeah. And in the food parcel was a leaflet for CAP, Christians Against Poverty. Um, it took me about a month to phone them. Yeah. Um, but I phoned them up. Um, Jane came round. Um, they worked through my debt. I have been debt free since March of this year. Wow, so, so good. Uh, <laughs> but I've also, um, through CAP, um, I go to their dinners yeah. and their meetings and the benefits and speak on their yeah. behalf. Paul actually about speaks my story. about his journey. So good. Uh, um, and um, I felt I know it probably sound a bit silly, but I, I I thought because a Christian charity were helping me, mm. then I started going to the church that my cap. Yeah, provider yeah, yeah. used to go off to um, but around the same time I started in a band as well yeah. started playing bass in a band and three out of the band came to Freedom Church right <laughs> so I swapped over to Freedom <laughs> God doesn't mind <laughs> that is so good that is so good and you've really obviously settled in here and playing drums and so outworking the giftings that God's put in you as well which a few years ago you would have been well two years ago maybe even a year you would have been like wow how can I possibly be used um and you said to me the other day that although from the outside you've got kind of less than you maybe had like two, three years ago in terms of, you know, kind of you, you, your flat, you, you, the, the money that you disposable income and stuff, but you said you feel like you've got so much more yes, on the definitely. inside. Um, I've, I used to spend money like it, it didn't matter. Yeah. I've way way less now yeah. but I'm a lot happier than I was Great. 
Great, great. That's so good to hear. And how has this more series started to um, help you see that, that you're not small? Yeah. <laughs> that there is so much more that God's got for you in the future? It's really helped. Um, some of the, the preachers, I've sat there and it's, it's although it's directed at me, yeah. you know, like yeah. you can really yeah. think that's just my situation. Uh, I'm starting to feel qualified again. Great, um, great. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's been hiccups along yeah, the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're human. Um, but with my friends and my partner, great, and of great. course my church and God, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Oh, great! That is so good. That's it. So good. Thanks, Paul. So, lastly, but not at all leastly, we have Hazel. And uh, <clears throat> Hazel has been part of Freedom for a number of years now. And uh, she helps head up the Freedom Kids and Creative. And she's Rob and I's right-hand woman at Life Group. Um, she does a lot, Hazel. She's amazing. <laughs> she is amazing. Um, so, Hazel, just um, tell us about your favourite Christmas film and why. Well, I had to pick between two. Okay. But I've gone for The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> 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 why is not needed. <laughs> what was your second one? Uh, it's something called um, A Family Stone. Oh, right. It's good. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> a Muppets Christmas Carol. I, I get a bit scared by The Muppets. It makes me feel really uneasy. I don't know why. So I, I do struggle watching that. But anyways... Um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself then. So, how long have you been a Christian? How long have you been at Freedom? And why you don't sound like you're from Bury? Because you've got a bit of a posh accent. Um, I've been a Christian for a long time. I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I did step away from church um, when I was in my 20s, but came straight back to it. Um, I've been at Freedom for about seven years-ish. Um, and I don't sound like I'm from Bury because I come from Northumberland. I also don't sound like I'm from Bury either. <laughs> <laughs> she spent some time down south in Bath, etc. I did, I did. <laughs> so um, you've had a really busy year of stepping into more in your life. Can you just tell us briefly how you were feeling at the end of last year? Yeah, the end of last year I was feeling very um, stuck, I suppose the best kind of way of saying it is. Um, I, we were doing Advent, um, I don't know if you guys remember it, people were kind of writing the things they'd done that year and um, what God had done for them and I was asked to do it and I was out there going, oh, well, nothing, nothing particular is, has happened. So um, I wrote that, nothing particular has happened but I'm, I'm hoping that next year something will do. Um, and I knew that there was stuff that was meant to happen this year, stuff that God had spoken to me about and said, this is going to happen, you need to get ready for it. And yeah. I was a bit like, yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> Just kind of thinking, yeah, one of them was, was selling my house. And I was like, well, I haven't got the money and I don't know how to do it. And yeah, this, this, this is not going to happen. So you kind of felt a little bit kind of small in situations, didn't you? Yeah, very and, much so. And... Um, and you know, like even you, like physically your house, you felt I need something bigger, yeah. but I don't yeah. know how I'm going to access something bigger. I'm going to access that that more that I'm believing for. So, how did God speak to you about it? Um, well, um, I decided what I was going to do was, um, 
give it over to God. I've been reading a book called um, Draw the Circle, which is, if anyone's read it or hasn't read it, go and get Very it. It's good. amazing. Um, and it encourages you to, to pray around subjects. So I chose three subjects and I prayed around them. One to do with my, uh, my family and a problem that was happening in my family. One to do with selling this house and another one. Um, and I just kind of really gave it over to God and just said, go on then, do it. And while you're out there, you can surprise me with a few things as well. And um, <laughs> I actually said that. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> he surprise us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turns out he does. Um, and that's, that's been amazing. Within sort of the first few weeks of, of praying about those three things, the, the things that have been going on in my family, there was uh, a sort of a, a breakup. Things began to move, which they yeah, hadn't done within great. about five years, which was amazing. Um, and then things have just kind of been going on from there, really. <laughs> that, you had a dream. Oh, yeah, I did have a dream. So um, uh, there was a, a, a leadership uh, development weekend, and some of us went away. And that, the first night, I had a very funny dream, which, oh, she's not, oh, yeah, she is here. Um, which There was somebody in the dream from church. There were several people in, but somebody was doing something quite funny in the dream. And so I was telling everybody the next morning about it, and everybody was laughing because it was very silly. Um, and it was all about um, moving from a hut to a tent. Um, it was much bigger, wasn't it? It was like a ma Massive, massive, like, revival tent. I mean, it couldn't get much bigger if you tried. And we were all laughing about it, but not Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Who pulled me aside and said, yeah, it's, it's not meant to be a funny dream. It, it's God kind of telling you that's what you need to do. You need to move out of your small space and into your big space. So I've been trying quite hard. One of the things is sitting on this stage and talking to you guys. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, the Hazel's really stepped up in. She's been on the stage quite a lot this year, which has been amazing to see. And you've stepped up in loads of areas within church, haven't you? And just, we have seen Hazel just grow, develop, to flourish. How has this relationship, how has this um, series of more had an effect on your relationship with God and, and kind of how you've just, you know, started sprinting in 2018? Um, I think... I think because I open myself up for more, um, I can just feel, I just, well, I fall in love with God more than I ever, wow. ever have done. Wow, so good, so um, good. Yeah, I mean, I've done stuff I never thought I would do. Tiny stuff, nothing major, but like I said, sitting on this stage is amazing. Yeah. Um, I've been asked to do stuff that I would normally say no to, but I want to go, go on and I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Even Claire, when she kind of got me to do stuff in the summer. So, yeah, it, it's just, it's given me opportunity to see, to see what I can Great. do. Great. And th this time next week, you will be in your new... Mm, oh, al almost, all almost. right, couple of weeks. Mm, almost, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, your it's bigger almost, house. It's almost bigger here. house, bigger house, sold a house, bigger house. Um, so you know, God really like answering those prayers. Uh, yeah, when it's come to my house, God has been amazing. I said at the beginning that sort of one of the things is I didn't have the money for it, and I needed the money to buy a uh, a certain kind of house. Um, and I just had a very little house, which wasn't really worth much until I kind of put it on the market and discovered it was worth quite a lot. So God has been amazing. It's just been so good. Yeah. Really yeah. shown yeah. me yeah, what, what he can do. That's it. He has surprised you. Yeah. That's oh, completely good. surprised me. And what more are you expecting in 2019? And what tools are you now using to make sure you access that more? 
Um, I think the tool is I'm just giving it to God and just kind of saying, I, I can't stand here and do it myself. You're just going to mm. have to show me how. Yeah. Um, and I'm expecting so much more. I, I know that, um, that the house is, is moving into something else. There's a reason yeah. why it has yeah. to be bigger. Um, and, and so, you know, I know he's got promises over my life. So and it's just for me to kind of say, well, okay, then let's do this together. And I think that that's what the more Making yourself available as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Giving me the... Uh, giving me kind of the uh, what's the word the the confidence to yeah. go and do it great 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 and has there been a verse hazel that you've kind of stood on there is hang on i'll read it down <laughs> matthew 7 9 to 11 i didn't write the whole verse down but it's the one about um if you if your child asked you for a bread would you give him a stone and and or if, if he asked you for a fish would you give him a, a snake and it's kind of going no uh, yeah it wouldn't so why wouldn't god give you exactly. what you asked yes, for that's so what good. you need that's a great verse thank you hazel I didn't, sorry, I didn't ask Paul his verse. He actually carries his verse round with him um, in his wallet, which is a great thing to do. So do you want to just say your verse, Paul? You've heard this once today. It's Joshua 1.9. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have I not commanded you, be strong, courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's right, that's right. Let's give it up for these guys. Woo! It is so good to see that, oh yeah, standing ovation. <laughs> you can remain standing, church, because we're going to pray in a minute. Um, but these are great testimonies to see how God is really working in people's lives, that, that they've, they've put the excuses to one side and really stepped into what God's got for them. And then God's like, and there's this, and there's this, and there's this. And um, Bible says in Proverbs 23, 26, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. And that is all that they've done, even with the baggage and the things that they're still working through because we're not perfect. Um, they've given their lives to Jesus and they have seen their eyes open to what God is doing. Um, Pastor Paul Hollingworth preached the other week um, about Jesus just saying, follow me. That is it. Just follow me. You don't need other qualifications. You don't need life experience. You just need to say, Jesus, I am following yeah. you. And he will allow, he will fill us with the grace and the peace and everything that we need to build our own lives, to see the vision that he has for that, to build our families and to build church, um, you know, wherever we are. So um, let's just give it up for these guys just before we pray. Woo! Thanks, guys, for doing that. Thank you. And just, um, just guys, we're just going to pray now because, um, you know, we're wrapping up this series of Moreover, I think, the next week. And uh, we just, you know, God, I know that God will have spoken to each and every one of you through this series. And um, so I just want to give you a moment now just to um, lift your hands in the air and just to cement some of this stuff that God's doing. God, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that all we have to do is, is follow you. That, God, we don't need any qualifications. We don't need any specific life experience. We just need to lay down all that we have, all that we have, Lord, in front of you and allow you to lead us, to lead us where you want us to go, Lord Jesus, to lead us into the more that you have for us. Thank you, Jesus. And church, while um, eyes are closed, heads are bowed, if there is anyone this morning that's just like, follow Jesus? Wow, 
how do I do that? I want to follow this Jesus. I want to know about more that he has for me. I want to know that um, there are going to be doors and opportunities that are available to me that I've never, ever experienced before. Church, I just want to give you a chance to respond. If you want to just lift your hand right now, if this is something that you want, if this is something that you want to say, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to know more about this God and all that he is in store for me. Just give you a moment now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you, God, for for Sephora, for Paul, for Hazel. God, what you've been doing in their lives, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, that there is so much more for them in the future. Thing immeasurably more, Lord, that they've never, ever, ever imagined. And God, we just thank you that that is the same for each and every one of us, Lord. Help us to step into this more today. Help us to step into the immeasurably more that you have for each and every one of us. And to trust you to trust you with every single part of us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Freedom Church, please visit www.freedomchurch.org.uk or you can follow us on Twitter at Freedom Your truth.